0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Today's show with Patricia Adams Live I want to thank you all for joining us And those of you who have joined us in the chat room Want to welcome you to today's show Where we will be um, Speaking on the subject of life after the down low And basically this is a story That is filled with um, betrayal And a story that is filled with uh, A lot of different things in life that can happen to you when you are in a relationship, whether you're married, single, um, dating, or whatever. These are similar things that can happen to you in a relationship. And right now, um, with, without um, further ado, what I want to do is talk about an article that I um, saw This excerpt from the the article, and it asks the question, are millennials losing faith? And by millennials, uh, this article um, is by Brandy Sanders, and basically it says, why so many Gen Yers are abandoning the church? And the Gen Yers, they have classified, according to the Pew Research Center, as the young Americans between the ages of 18 and 29. I really am um, kind of conflicted with this only because I bring it up now it's because it, it really ties into today's topic. And with that in mind, um, I'm going to skip down to some of the reasons why they say that they are abandoning the church. Um, this comment is that church isn't appealing to me and it never has been. I have vivid memories of sitting in the last pew as a child with crayons and a coloring book for some sort of entertainment. Since I've retired to Crayolas and coloring books and started paying closer attention to the sermons, I discovered that some of the messages in church are irrelevant to people of my generation. Some of my closest friends are gay, but the pastor is telling me that God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. AIDS is the leading cause of death for African American women between ages the ages of 25 and 34. Um, but the pastor tells me that using condoms is a sin because it's a form of birth control. I live in a world where women are the CEOs of successful businesses and hold high positions in the government,
0: but within the
1: walls of the church, female leadership is often absent. Only 10% of churches in the United States employ women as senior pastors. Um, they go on to say that the sexist, homophobic, and conservative attitudes of the church are what is causing young people to question their faith, causing Gen wires to abandon the church in increasing numbers. It goes on to say that many church principles simply don't reflect the views of young Americans. A recent study discovered that young people are more accepting of homosexuality. 63% of young adults believe that homosexuality should be accepted within society versus 50% of adults in general. In most churches, discussing homosexuality is a taboo. There's denial about homosexuality in the church, says Boyce, Watkins, PhD, founder of the Your, World, Your Black World Coalition. It's even to the extreme where you have people who believe that if you pray enough, you will not be gay anymore, he adds. We live in a society where open homosexuality is a common, But most in the church have yet to accept it. If God accepts us as we are, then why do some homosexuals feel unwelcome in church? Skepticism concerning church teachings about the Bible may be the reason 67% of young Christian adults say they don't read it. It becomes more and more common on college campuses that people openly question who is God and how do we reconcile the question of evil said Jamila uh, Bay, an African-American freelance journalist and atheist. After being a Roman Catholic for most of her life, they recently decided to divorce her religion and declare herself to be an atheist. And goes on to say, sometimes stepping into church feels to me like going into a time warp with all of the old-fashioned and conservative views being enforced. In this day and age, gender roles have shifted, but sexism continues to linger in many churches. Uh, she says, when I go to church, I can't help noticing that there is a lack of female leadership. Women are confined to either being ushers or being in the choir. Um, Then there is a quote that says, to some extent sexism in the church is a reflection of sexism in our society, but I think it's even worse in church because the environment is certainly a little more conservative, Watson said. It is this conservative environment that is causing young folks to stay home. Only one-third of young adults say they attend worship services at least once a week. Another quote says, young people who are finding their voices are more apt to say, I don't buy the church, it doesn't speak to me, that they. And another quote says, and I think the logical progression is that they are going to find community with other free thinkers and nonbelievers. Um, it goes on to say that being a free thinker is just another thing to add to the list of taboos. Leadership in the church doesn't encourage you typically to think freely. They believe their job is to tell you what to think and guide you to the truth Said Watkins. Anybody who is open-minded about religion or questions saying too much is certainly going to be turned off by the church or to some extent not invited to church. And uh, this article uh, goes on and this was uh, posted on, um, a site called the root, um, dot com. And basically, um, I find it, I find the the article really interesting, and I find it also insightful because, um, as we're talking about life after the down low, and we're talking about uh, betrayal, the article that this young woman has written basically is a, a discussion calling for open dialogue about uh, homosexuality within the church, calling for. Um, open dialogue in regards to what our views are as a member or a body approach body basically and she wants to be able to um, have an open discussion appears to with leadership she also wants to know why there aren't as many women in leadership in her local body
0: um, and
1: she's attributing that to Um, basically her church experience. Um, Me personally, I have had a a different uh, time span in my life and a different experience. I've grown up with women who were in leadership in church. I've grown up uh, seeing women in leadership in church. And I've grown up seeing women not in leadership in church. So I've seen both sides of that point. So I am concerned also with the uh, the generalization that um, young people, Gen Yers, between the age of 18 and 29, are checking out on church. They're, uh, she's saying that they're checking out on church, um, they are divorcing their religions, um, and basically they don't believe that the church is relevant or speaking to them where they are right now. And I... To have an opposite side of that uh, discussion is because I come from a church where, and, and a church environment where the Gen wires are on the roll. They're on the ball, if you would. Um, the 18 to 29-year-olds are involved with God. They are involved in the church, both male and female. Um, I've grown up uh,
0: in an environment where,
1: young know, people were encouraged to have relevant uh, participation in the church. And obviously you go through that stage of the coloring book stage and stuff like that, but that's in, in certain churches and not that has nothing to do with God. But that is simply a, a protocol uh, issue or something where maybe there are a lot of different things maybe not in place or maybe parental choices that they don't send their children off to see our different youth ministries within the church but whatever the reason is is that i believe that in this day and age that we are in that it's critical that whatever topics we have whatever issues we find within the local church that we don't lay them on the doorstep of god because god is not man and the word says that be not deceived god is not mocked whatsoever a man sows that shall he also reap. and i would encourage anyone build that way amongst the ten wires, um, please um, send a message to Patricia Adams live. Let's talk about this. Let's um, open this up and basically have um, a discussion about it because I, I'm i not saying that this is not her experience because this is, I, I don't believe that in order for me to say what I have to say about this is that I have to uh, lay claim to the fact that this doesn't exist. This is her world. This is her. The world that exists for her. This is her experience. And since we are all in this together, basically, we're all having experiences as we go and grow in life, um, I just know that there is a whole other world. So, my question to those. Who are in the 18 to 29 age range, if you're feeling that way, why don't you venture and find, uh, look for local churches, look for other churches that are speaking to your age range? Because you have to separate religion, you have to separate church, you have to separate, separate leadership from God, because God is not about religion. It says that. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And what is truth? Truth is the word of God, is that you must be in a place where the word of God is being explained to you, where the word of God is being made relevant to you. If the word of God is not being made relevant to you, it is not God's fault. Because, once again, you as an individual believer are required to basically study for yourself. And if you still have issues trying to get an understanding of the Word of God, then you are to go and seek out those who can make the Word claim to you, that can make the Word of relevance to you. Checking out on God is not the answer. And so I would encourage um, the Gen Wires between the ages of 18 and 29, if there's anyone who will be listening to this broadcast um, today, thank you for those of you who joined us in the chat room. And also for those of you who will listen to it in the archives, send a message to this radio show, Patricia Adams Live on the Blog Talk Radio platform. And we can schedule a time to talk about it um, because I do believe that you are – Uh, definitely, if this is your final decision, if this is your experience, then you have not seen all there is to see, because I know for a fact that I am a part of a local body that our 18- and our 29-year-olds are definitely engaged. Um, We have women who are in leadership. Um, We have women, um, and above all else, we have someone who is giving us the word of God and making it relevant to us. So I invite you to expand your boundaries, expand your, uh, I guess, your, the, the horizon that you're looking at, because I would say that your generalization, your comments or your understanding of religion, understanding of, God, understanding of the word, understanding of leadership is really limited to your area and where you come at and where you come up. So um, once again, I want to say that these are all topics that need to be discussed. Uh, We're willing to talk about them here on Patricia Adams Live. We're willing to um, take the word of God and hopefully make it relevant to you to where you are. And I'm not saying that I know the Bible uh, through and true, but the, the part that I would play in this is that I believe that God doesn't need me to defend him. God is his own defense. God doesn't need me to defend the church because the church has its own legs to stand on. But what I do believe is that I am a voice to cry out in the wilderness. They walk this way. Isaiah talks about um, us as our bridges in the wilderness, highways in the wilderness, that we are a place to point one another, point others who are wandering in the wilderness or who are seeking answers, to point them in the direction. So if you would, um, in essence, be a greeter, be a usher into the presence of God and into that place of safety and into that place of understanding with him. So what I would be seeking to do here on Patricia Adams slide is basically be that highway, uh, for you to basically say, Okay, this is the way to walk in. This is the way that if you are ready because you, you also have a choice to make. You know, if you choose not to walk and if you choose not to speak, and you choose not to follow, then ultimately you have can't really blame the church, you can't really blame religion, you can't really blame leadership, you have to take responsibility for yourself. And when you get to that point where you have to say, okay, um, if I'm going to make a decision one way or another about where I will spend eternity, let me make a very educated decision. So I ask... um, before anyone, whether you are between the ages of 18 and 29, before you check out on God over what something has happened, over something that has happened in your religious organization, over something that has happened um, in your experience on college campus, over something that has happened um, with the overall church life. Um, Rethink that. Rethink that. Because here is what God would want you to know is that we shall know the truth and to know the truth means that you have to seek the truth you if you want to know something you have to turn it into knowledge and if you don't turn it into knowledge then you have not really made a quality decision so I ask that in your viewpoint of where you stand with God, is that you make a quality decision. You go after knowledge. You go after him. He says in Proverbs that if there is any man who lacks wisdom, to ask for it. And he would give it to you freely, liberally, without upbraiding you. He won't testify you for asking for wisdom. So I encourage you, I encourage you to um, Find a church home, find a local, even if it's not a church home right now. Maybe you're not ready to join a local church, but you're ready for some answers. Find a local church. There are so many churches um, now even who have ministries online where you can go online, you know, and include uh, going online as you search to try to pinpoint a local church. I am an advocate for uh, assembling yourself together in the local church. So this is not a replacement, but this is simply saying to you is that before you check out on God, check him out. Check him out thoroughly. Check him out thoroughly and make sure that you are making an informed decision. And I want to take a break right here, and I want to basically say to you again that if you will simply find the time, find the time out of your busy schedule to go in search of God, he will be found of you. And it may take you outside of the realm of your thinking. It may take you outside of the realm of where you currently are, but even an atheist has faith. They have you have to have faith period. No matter whether you believe in God or you disbelieve in God, it takes faith because to believe something so if, if you don't believe that God exists, but you believe that Satan exists or you believe that um, there is such a thing called atheism, um, then that is faith. You have faith in atheism don't have faith in God, but you have faith in atheism. You have faith in a uh, movement or an
0: opinion
1: of where you stand. So you're not faithless. You just have maybe misplaced your faith if you have not truly given it your all. And you have the right to be and do whatever you want to do. Um, I'm not saying that Uh, I I am your judge, jury, and and your punisher. I'm not saying that at all. If you choose to be an atheist, be an informed atheist. If you choose to check out on God, be informed about why you checked out on God. Because at some point, at the end, uh, um, the Word of God says in Corinthians that, at the end will come the judgment. And after the judgment, all of these uh, stands that you've taken, they will be required of you, and you will be given a reward for the stand that you've taken. So if you're going to reap a reward for what you believe, if you're going to be rewarded according to the good and the evil that you've done, then you owe it to yourself to make sure that you have given all of your stand due diligence and you know exactly why you believe what you believe. So um, I don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in, and you're more than welcome
0: to choose to do whatever
1: you want to do because the word of God again comes back and he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Who am I to overturn what God said? God said you choose this day whom you will serve. So if he be God, then choose God. If God you find that he's not God, then
0: do your thing.
1: But before you check out on God, you owe it to yourself to not check out without having done due diligence. So whether they are not talking about a topic that you want to talk about because maybe it's something that's too personal to you, that's too close to you, maybe you're dealing with some issues uh, you know, pertaining to sexuality. Maybe you're dealing with uh, a relationship right now Um, I've read um, articles where there are women who are saying if they're willing to stay in a relationship with a man who is basically uh, practicing homosexuality, men who are willing to stay in a relationship with a woman who is practicing homosexuality or whatever, you know, however the phrase is, is a a homosexual. Whatever choices that you're making, just do the due diligence and know that, when the time comes for you to close your eyes permanently on this side of the story and there is a continuation to the story on the other side, that you have truly given your stand due diligence because I would hate for you to spend so much time, so much time and so much effort into doing what you're doing, believing what you're believing, taking the stand that you're, that you're taking to find out that when you get to the continuation of the story on the other side, that you had it all wrong. So, be willing to come to the table and sit down and talk about it. Uh, be willing to come to the table and ask God about it. Be willing to come to it because you know God isn't going to stop being God because you don't believe in Him. He's not offended. It's not going to cost Him anything if you don't believe that he's God he, he is God he says that I am God and besides me there is no other so that's a fixed established statement his word is established forever in heaven so the only thing in in this that, that is subject to change is you where you stand on what you believe and on who you believe you've been called to be and what you've been called to do and what you've been called to be as you are in this world. So he's not going to stop being God. He's not going to even even stop being God. He's not going to stop being God because you choose not to believe that he's God. So before you check out on God, check him out thoroughly, check him out thoroughly, and make sure that you have a full understanding of who God is and what it is that God would have you do in this world, why he would have you here in this world, and for what purpose you have to be in this world. I just know that if you truly put down all earth the, the garb of religion, all the garb of where you go to church, all the garb of who you see in leadership, and truly go after God, like the Shulamite maiden in the Song of Solomon. And, and I love the Song of Solomon, and I encourage you that um, it is, some people say, a heavy book, a deep book. You don't understand why it's in the Bible, but I tell you that it's there for a reason and when you go and you read the Song of Solomon, um, there is a book uh, that I'd like to recommend to you as well, and it's by Watchman Nee, Watchman, like a Watchman on the wall, last name Nee, N-E-E, and the title of the book is called Song of Song, And it would be a great accompaniment to your study of the Song of Solomon. And I believe that if you can endure reading the Song of Solomon along with that book, that you will have done due diligence because the Song of Solomon is so powerful. It, it is a powerful love story about how God sees us and how God wants to be with us and how he wants us to realize that he's not in your four walls at your church, he's not in the four walls in your house. He's in the four walls of your heart if you will let him in. And because so many people have not let him in, you are missing a huge piece of God. So before you check out on God, check him out. Check him out thoroughly. And again, I encourage you to read uh, the Song of Solomon and pick up the book by Watchman me and it is entitled Song of Songs. Uh, we have 12 minutes remaining in the broadcast, and I would like to uh, play a song, and it's by Bishop Paul Martin. You can start all over.
2: To the men who feel like you're at your work. don't know how you got in this mess. Standing there looking change. Where do I begin? Maybe it's too late. Too long. And get back up
0: again.
2: So every man who ever came up home
0: to dreams
2: walked away from his career, his wife, his children, did something crazy, lost his self esteem, sitting down with a belly full of regret, oh. been to hell and back, been there, messed up, done that. We got a story for you, we want to bring it to you, listen to me, and listen to it. I know what it is to have my feet dangling over the very miles of years. But
0: all I learned, some busted horses and some busted chariots,
2: but I will remember the name of the Lord. And even though the righteous man falls seven times, get back up,
0: you start
2: all over again. He was friend to the friendless, father to the fatherless, physician to the broken and hurt. Is there no more? I lose what you're doing. Your story came in here. You lose your pain. Get rid of your fear. Stand upon your fear. You can start over. You can start over. Sona will tell you. Ezekiel will tell you. David will tell you. Daniel will tell you. You'll win if you don't quit. Start over again. Get it back. Get it back. I will restore to you the years that the takeaway, the palm of us, and the lotus us. I will restore unto you the garment of praise of the Spirit of Lord. I will restore your back, restore your credit, restore your name. Restore your health, restore your body, restore your, here's your house back, hear your car keys back, I'll send your wife back home, I'll send your son and your daughter to be, the seven mighty if you start all over, do it again, let them know this, let them know
1: Again, thank you so much for um, being a part of today's show. I want to uh, definitely comment on that song. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you have done. Um, You can start all over again. And I want to encourage those of you who will be joining us in the chat room to basically, once again, um, listen to the show and they continue to check us out on our sister stations, KOHS, KOHM, and K111 on the Blog Talk Radio platform. Visit us on the website at www.oneheartseries.com. Pick up copies of our writings out there, and most definitely want to uh, say to you that before you check out on, on God, completely check out on God. I implore you to check him out thoroughly, check him out thoroughly, make an informed decision, and know that no matter what it is that you've done, no matter what it is that you're doing, you can start all over again. And we love you in the love of the Lord. We love you, and we hope and pray that something has been said that would encourage you, that would cause you to know that you are valuable, that you are important, and above all else, God does not change, but he definitely misses you. So once again, I would encourage you to listen to this archive. Um, If you have questions or comments later and you'd like to discuss the topic on the show, send us a message through the Blog Talk Radio profile, and we'll be glad to uh, reach out to you about it. Also, I want to say once again, thank you for those who joined us in the chat room and um, to our um, uh, topic today about uh, Gen Wires, you know, checking out on God, checking out on the church. Um, We took a deviation um, on this because um, of our original show was with um, author Ebert Michelle. And these are topics and areas that um, I believe uh, in her writings talk about homosexuality, talk about um, the role of um, pastors and pastors um, who are basically uh, she herself was married to a pastor and went through the betrayal of not only in her marriage but as a pastor, as, as a member, because, you know, most women who were married pastors, aren't just the pastor's wife. They're also members of the church. So that is a totally different uh, place that she was in. But because of her faith in God and because of her trust in God, she was able to come through that. So I want you all to know um, her book, I believe, will be coming out in paperback in early 2011. And, again, um, Ingrid Michelle is the author of Life After the Downwell, a release. among Thorns, um, I believe that if you Google her, uh, Ingrid Michelle, I-N-G-R-I-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, or her book, Like After the Download, Lily Among Thorns, that you will be directed to um, her information as well. So I want to thank you all so much for being a part of today's show. God bless you, God strengthen you, and God teach you is my prayer. And once again, join us again on Patricia Adams Live. Join us also on page uh, 111 and KOHM and K O H S And continue to stay tuned as we grow and go with God. And we have three minutes remaining in the broadcast, and I am going to basically close out um, again with A Healed Heart by Ramsey Lewis. And A Healed Heart uh, basically is For those of you who have been broken, who have been wounded, who have been damaged, who have been hurt by anyone, be it the church, be it the people in the church, be it the people under the church, be it the people on top of the church, you've just been hurt, you've just been wounded. This song, I believe, is for you. Bye for now. See you again next time. Take care.
3: Funny how when you gave what you had, you gave it with love. Yes, you did. Who can give you back this love when it's gone?
2: Mm. And isn't it funny
3: how when you gave up? You gave it with love, yes you did